blood, this is for the tears, this is for my pain and my plight. Two walk in, but only one of us is walking out of here tonight. I'm a survivor. Fighting my life. Come on, let's stronger. I will arrive. I'm a survivor. Fighting my life. What is up, people? This is Variety Bites, and I am Sean Williams. It is a Sunday night. We are officially in March. Really feels like February just blew by like no problem. And got quite a few things to talk about. So, with that that being said, let's get right to it. So... Last week, or the last episode that I did for you guys, I felt like I finally had kind of an epiphany of what I wanted this show to be and what my I wanted my voice to be in doing this particular show. And I gotta say, after listening to it, I felt quite pleased with the result. So, like I said, from this point on, you're definitely gonna get not not only me talking about sports entertainment and all that, but also something raw, something real, kind of delving into into the guy that you that whose voice you're hearing right now. So kick things off. I got us last night. Ended up going. Well, I actually had a date last night. And with a pretty ama- pretty cool girl, and I had a good time with it. And ended up what we ended up seeing a star is born, which was all around just a beautiful movie. But that movie did feel long. I mean, I felt like it did feel like it kind of dragged a little bit. But I also felt like there were some areas where. They kind of got, that movie kind of got snubbed at the Academy Awards because Lady Gaga was freaking amazing in that movie. And I will now go as far as to say Bradley Cooper is, he doesn't get near enough credit that he ought to. Definitely underrated and underappreciated, I feel. And he should have gotten a no- at least a nomination for Best Director for that movie, and I so would have given it to him over the guy that won for Roma which I still have not met one person who has seen that movie the whole way through and actually liked it. I mean, I couldn't get through it. And it's not because of the subtitles and it's not because it's black and white. It's because it's too slow. It's basically slowness on English patient level. And to this day, I still can't get through that movie. But for those of you that are in Southern California, I gotta say, watching the watching the water show with the fountains at the Americana, that's a hell of a sight. It is something to behold. I mean, especially on a Saturday night, there's just something kind of kind of leaves you in awe looking at it. Plus the music in the background. <sighs> say this about the people in Glendale, California. 
They know how to have a good time on a Saturday night with that, with the Americana. And sport-wise, so everybody is talking about Bryce Harper and how he ended up in in Philly, and there's no buy, there's no opt-out option with this guy. They're basically stuck paying him for quite a long time. Uh, well, could have been worse. Could have been the Dodgers stuck with that deal. I mean, I would have loved having him here, but the whole being stuck even after he's done with the game still paying him, that's a little something I wouldn't wish on, on the Dodgers or, frankly, any team. But, reportedly, already the Bryce Harper jerseys are selling like crazy in Philadelphia. You know what? Have at it. And then I heard I heard yesterday, I don't know if it's confirmed or not, I haven't seen anything else about it, but apparently Le'Veon Bell, possibly, if it's not done already, to the Eagles. You know, I have respect for the Eagles, but, you know, in this case I would say, fine, let him be their problem. I got no respect for Le'Veon Bell. And look, both sides, both the Steelers and Bell, handled it badly. But that whole situation. But the way he went about it, that the Steelers were going to give him what he wanted and then changed his mind in wanting more. You know what, Bell? Here's a memo for you. To use an old Marlon Brando quote, you were a contender, but you could have been a champion. And for any athlete, when it's all about your wallet and not about your what you can accomplish in the sport, you're never going to get anywhere doing that. And the day you act, and the day you act like. Your wallet means more than, more than the legacy you leave on that team, and more, and more than the than the team itself. That's the day you don't deserve to be on the team you play for. And Le'Veon Bell, I'm glad you're not. I'm glad that you're not in a uni Steeler uniform right now. Because, frankly, your ass is not even fit to wear one. You have no respect and you have no honor for the game. You're just some greedy schmuck. And, I, and whether it's the Eagles or whatever team lands you, I weep for that team. Circling back to the movies... <laughs> You know it's a bad movie weekend when the biggest thing you have opening up is a Medea family funeral. You know, look, I get... I have, I have no issue with Tyler Perry. But I've seen, like, when TBS played one of those movies, and I checked it out, and I just don't get it. I mean, I really don't get it at all. I mean, they say this is the last one, thank God, but some of the jokes that he does in it, I just kind of shrug. Another movie that came out this weekend was the movie Greta. See, I, 
I'm good with suspense movies and some horror movies. I couldn't do this movie. Because I'm not really the type of person that likes seeing somebody stalked and then kidnapped and then just put through psychological torture and being kept from from the outside world, kept from escaping and just being broken. Because there was another movie that came out that was an indie movie called The Berlin Syndrome with Teresa Palmer where she meets this guy. They go to his place, but he never lets her leave and just puts her through all this kind of hell and that she's end up she ends up being there for over like over a year, maybe years, and I'm just like I can't deal with that. There's some things that in movies and TV that I just can't deal with, and I get sometimes those are situations that happen in real life, hor- horrific as it is, but a lot of times I watch movie the movies and TV shows I watch to get a break from reality that you want to escape that. And it's just something I'm not comfortable watching. I mean, that's just the way I am. And with that being said, I'm going to take a quick breather. We'll be right back after this. Got a new plug for this show from a good friend of mine, so feel free to check this one out. This is the real Dwayne Allen of the Wrestling Room. And let me tell you what's real. You are listening to Variety Bites with my guy, the shark, Sean Williams. Oh, yes, it definitely just got real. And we're back. And, of course, that was my good buddy, Dwayne Allen. Been, I've known him for quite a few years now. Make, make sure you check out the Wrestling Realm on YouTube. And, of course, I'm the other half of the Wrestling Realm. Break it down with Brian H., who I'll have a plug from him later. Both Brian Waters and Dwayne Allen are good friends of mine and two of the best guys you could talk pro wrestling with and as well as sports as well. So definitely check out the wrestling realm. Now, circling back to what I was talking about with um, with A Star Is Born, that movie was beautiful. The music wasn't amazing, but there were a lot of areas where it, it was deep and hit close to home mostly talk mostly of just seeing Bradley Cooper's character as an alcoholic and an addict and just seeing how bad he just went completely off the rails and Lady Gaga's character trying to be there for him everyone trying to support him and he's just not having any of it I mean, it won't. I'm not going to give that many details of it, but it's a situation that I've been in, and it's difficult. But sometimes, I mean, it. So it hit a little close to home on that one. But if there's one thing that I've learned over the years is that the bonds you have with the people that you that are the closest to you, family and closest friends. It's one of the greatest gifts you could have in this world. And it's something that I've it's taken may have taken me a long time to realize, but it's take but it's definitely something that 
I'm aware of now and I could not be more grateful for. And of course, you know, one thing, one other big thing that took place this weekend and goes out to my mom and dad is that today, March the 3rd, they celebrated 40 years of marriage. And I couldn't be happier that for the fact that they're still together and grateful because without them, I wouldn't be here and neither would my brother. And I'd they are a good chunk of what I want to aspire to, the kind of person that I want to aspire to be. And there's one thing I can say about myself is that my, my family and closest friends are, are the things that I hold the dearest to my heart. And that I covet with every ounce of strength that I have. So, to my mom and dad, happiest of anniversaries. And no matter, no matter the times where, where we agree or disagree, like, or have a difference of opinion on something, I truly, from the bottom of my heart, couldn't be more grateful for the both of you in my life and to be able to call myself your son. So, happy anniversary, Mom and Dad. So, going back into sports, talk a little bit about the Lakers. Last I checked, they're about four and a half games out of a playoff spot, and the last loss they had was to the last-place worthless Phoenix Suns. I mean, you got to be kidding me on this one. I mean... The inconsistency on the Lakers is driving me nuts. The game I went to a couple weeks ago when they played Houston and came back from behind to win. Where's that team? Why am I not seeing that team lately? I feel like I'm seeing a completely different team than the one I saw live. Because the team that I saw live would not lose to a last place team like Phoenix. A last place team like Phoenix would not be a problem for them. And aside from Lebr aside from LeBron, the one guy who I think is the most critical for the Lakers right now is Brandon Ingram. Kuzma's good when he's consistent, but sometimes he can have an off game. But right now, you have you have the system, but you don't have the moving parts to make it work. So even if we don't make the playoffs this season, you have the key player. You have the impact player. Now you have to put the right pieces around him and get whoever the hell it takes to make that work. Because you have the best player in the league. You have no little to no excuse for why this this team is in the position that they're in right now. Because right now, every win and every loss that you have 
counts. And despite how hard it is with the Lakers right now, and I know so many people are probably willing to start pointing the finger at him, Luke Walton isn't the problem. If you don't give him the right tools to work with, then then it doesn't matter who you have coaching. You need to have the right tools at your disposal. So right now, the Lakers are looking like a work in progress. Overall this season, compared to the previous seasons, they're better, or getting better. But we need to see them do better. And right now, (laughs) hate to be that kind of Laker fan, but losing to a last place team in the Phoenix Suns is not doing better. Because we know this team can do a lot better than that. And that being said, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back after this. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Brian H. Waters, host of the Wrestling Room. And you are getting the raw, unfiltered opinion of Sean Williams. Now back to Variety Bites. And that was, of course, my good friend Brian H. Waters, the host of Break It Down with Brian H. And, of course, the other half of the Wrestling Room with him and Dwayne Allen. Make sure you check out Break It Down with Brian H., on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and of course right here on Anchor. And other sport news that I heard was Jason Witten is leaving the broadcast booth and going back to play for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I can't exactly say that it's the wrong move because (laughs) Jason Witten stunk on the broadcast booth. He's just, him and Booger McFarlane are just not good at all. So the fact that he's not going to be doing and eh, playing the part of an analyst and play color guy or play-by-play guy anymore, I'm relieved of that. I haven't been that relieved of seeing a guy leave the broadcast booth since Phil Sims was pulled from the CBS play-by-play for the NFL. But I can't imagine what good he could possibly do with the Cowboys at his age. I just don't see it. And some people were saying, if he's coming back, maybe Romo should come back. No. I'm pretty sure Tony Romo is comfortable and perfectly fine where he is right now. And unlike Witten, Tony Romo's actually good. He's a, he's a smart analyst. He's got a smart analytic mind. I'm sorry. And also, he's got a personality that people seem to gravitate towards when he's, when he's doing the play-by-play for the NFL. And it works. And I'm pretty sure with what CBS is paying him, I'm quite sure that's going to be something that's a little difficult for him to walk away from. So, so no. I don't think Tony Romo should come back. I think he's not going anywhere. And I think he's quite fine with where he is. Of course, the big movie that comes out this week is Captain Marvel. Can't wait to see that one. I already got my ticket for it. And I'm going to be doing something that I haven't done in quite some time. I'm not only going to see it on opening night, I'm going to be seeing the very first showing at 6 p.m. on opening night. Now, what's the big deal about seeing it at that time? Now, the big deal about that one is that I'm going to be watching uh, 
I'm gonna be well the ticket that I bought it included the free the free drink and the popcorn so but also I get a commemorative coin to go with it and I'm sure seeing this movie it this will tide me over until well I found out that April 5th is the exact date for when Shazam is released so as much as it sucked that I missed watching the test screening for Shazam I can at least see the finished product in just a couple weeks so looking forward to that one and one other movie I one movie I saw a trailer for when I was watching um, a, a Star is Born is is a uh, Rocket Man the new Elton John biopic with uh, the kid from Kingsman. And I gotta say, it looks good. The kid's really nailing it as Elton John, and from what I heard, that's actually his own singing in that movie. That kind of says a whole hell of a lot more about it. And, <laughs> yeah, we may, we may be able to actually forgive him for making that god-awful Robin Hood movie that he made with Jamie Foxx. Now, one thing I heard that I was hearing being discussed this week on on a podcast I listened to, the Ralph Report with uh, Ralph Garman, which if you have a Patreon account, definitely recommend it because it's it's definitely one of one of the best ones that I listen to, and kind of gives me my kind of it makes my mo- my morning drive in the morning. But one thing I talked about, or that they talked about, was was uh, TV theme songs. And they listed a couple couple of theirs, and um, I actually, on my Facebook group for Variety Bites, I threw it out to some of you guys to chime in with some of yours. And Dwayne Allen, who you heard plug this show earlier, he named two of his favorite ones. It was kind of a tie for him. It was... The theme for The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and for Doogie Howser, M.D. Yeah, those are pretty signature ones right there. Um, Billy James, another friend of mine, he he uh, listed the Dukes of Hazard theme by uh, Waylon Jennings. Not only do I enjoy that one, that's actually it makes some pretty decent driving music. And one that was mentioned on the Ralph Report that I act that I also by uh, comedian Eddie Pence that I also enjoyed was um, the Fall Guy, but which was actually sung by Lee Majors. So that one, that one stood out to me. Um, my good my longtime friend Trevor Stoy he mentioned the theme song for themes for Vikings. Sons of Anarchy, and Hell Hell on Wheels. Yeah, those are good ones. Um, another friend, uh, Darren G. Morris, he mentioned uh, Justice League Unlimited, and also The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which also definitely understand those ones. Amaris McClure um, mentioned how she li- mentioned liking the uh, theme for Smallville. Also, One Tree Hill, and 
and my friend Kelly. She mentioned Firefly, Angel, and uh, recently, because uh, she's kind of started to watch the show, Live and Maddie, which is which was a Disney Channel show. There are quite a few that I can name. Quite a few, as a matter of fact. Ga um, Game of Thrones. Um, this was a more recent one, of course. The Sopranos. Um, the theme from the this old TV show Simon and Simon, which also makes pretty good driving music. My my dad mentioned the theme from from the. TV show SWAT, the original one. I remember seeing reruns of that and liking that one, but I also enjoyed the, uh, another one I enjoyed was the theme from Knight Rider. And, let's see, what's another one that I liked? Um, oh, the theme for the Larry Sanders show, and also for Cheers. And Seinfeld can, the Seinfeld theme can be a little catchy sometimes. I'll tell you which one I don't like. And this is an old 80s TV show. I really hated, hated the theme song for Small Wonder. I could not stand that thing. It was just, it was annoying to me. It was cheesy, it was annoying. I just didn't like it. And of course, there's plenty of others you could throw out there. I mean... Wonder Woman, Batman, the Twilight Zone theme, <laughs> the Twilight Zone theme, I swear, you hear that one once and you remember that one the rest of your life, but, you know, you could go on and on, the list is just, there's just so many, but one, one that I've had a, conver I've had a conversation about this one, and that's sometimes where you have where there's a theme song, and you hope that there's an actual complete song to it, but you, but there never is. It was just made all intensive for all intensive purposes to just be a thirty second thing, or under thirty second theme song for a TV show. One that comes to mind was the theme song for this show that was on ABC Family. Now it's called Freeform. And that was The Nine Lives of Chloe King. And I wanted there to be a complete song for that one, and it just never happened. So that that always kind of drove me nuts. So I felt that was something to kind of bring up on here. And The Gifted had its uh, season finale this past week. Quite impressive. I mean, for those of you that... I mean, it looks like uh, Stephen Moyer is no longer on that show, and if you watch the watch the season finale, you know exactly why. I like. I gotta say, I like the work that guy's done. I just didn't like how they handled the, the, his how it ended for him in True Blood. I just didn't. But he was. He was a good addition on that show, on The Gifted, and he'll be missed. And there's still no official word on if there'll be a season three of that show. 
The creator of that show says that there's still plenty, plenty of story to tell with it. But that, um, but you know, if they don't have another, another season, I think the way they ended it kind of wrapped it, or it did enough to, it did enough to kind of leave you feeling somewhat satisfied. I mean, the Hellfire Club was defeated. I know they call them the Inner Circle, but let's just call it what it is. Sentinel Services was blown clear to hell. And the Purifiers were left in ruin. So, really nothing left to oppose the Mutant Underground. But if there's anything, since it's in the X-Men universe, there's always something else. And yeah, I've seen the new trailer for... The Dark Phoenix. Look, I love the X-Men movies, although I really did not like uh, X-Men 3 The Last Stand. And I also couldn't like that Wolverine movie where he was in Japan. And I still found their version of Deadpool and X-Men Origins Wolverine to be insulting. But I just don't know how I feel about this one. I mean, I've their last attempt at doing the Dark Phoenix was bad. And don't get me wrong, I like Sophie Turner as Jean Grey. In fact, I like most of the cast that was in the last X-Men movie. Although, if I could undo one thing from X-Men Apocalypse, I wouldn't have killed off Havoc. And I still thought the part where, where Professor X says to to Havoc to destroy Cerebro. Basically telling him to use his powers to destroy Cerebro and cut off the link that Apocalypse had with, with him. And then saying saying kind of in a in a low tone to to Havoc, telling him wreak havoc. I was like, man, what a waste of a what a waste of a badass line. And the, that's the other thing, is that I love the job that James McAvoy has done as Professor X, and I love the job Michael Fassbender does as Magneto. But I just never thought that the whole the storyline of the Phoenix, slash the Dark Phoenix from the X-Men-verse, was something that would work in, in live-action movies. I mean, they barely made it work with Apocalypse. I mean, the only villain they haven't introduced in it from the X-Men universe is Mr. Sinister. And I'm skeptic on if they should even attempt that. But we'll see what happens. I mean, to this day, I still don't think that there's anything that could be worse than... than X-Men The Last Stand, for a lot of reasons. I mean, you have all those characters of X-Men in there, and they all just end up completely useless. And you killed off a lot of them, in it? Killed off Cyclops, you killed off Professor X, and for what? That's what led me to believe for a long time that third installments of superhero movies are almost doomed for failure. You had that one, you had Spider-Man 3, given I'm kind of doing this out of order, but you also had Blade Trinity, the third installment for Blade, and that one didn't work. 
I mean, you had Blade versus Dracula in it, but that's the way you handle it? Kind of insulting. But then, and of course, Iron Man 3. Let's not forget that monstrosity. Of course, it ended up working out. I mean, there have been third installments for superhero movies that did work. Thor Ragnarok, Captain America uh, movies. Well, of course, I'm referring to Civil War, but the Captain America movies just kind of seem to overstep the other, the previous one each time. I don't know what it is. They just, maybe they just had the right writers to do it. If that's the case, how much does it cost to get those guys to do every superhero movie? And lastly, TNT's been showing the movie Suicide Squad a lot. Reportedly for James Gunn's version of Suicide Squad, Will Smith will not be reprising Deadshot for it. I'm not too broken up about it, although I will admit he was one of the things that I didn't have a problem with in Suicide Squad. But I'm, I'm trusting James Gunn's judgment on what he would actually make his Suicide, his suicide Squad movie into. So we'll see what happens. And on that note, I'm going to wrap things up for tonight. I want to thank you guys for listening. If you like this show, feel free to donate what you can. The link is on Anchor. And, of course, subscribe, review, all of that if you have Apple Podcasts because the more, the more you guys contribute, the, more, the better this show stays afloat. And, of course, follow me on Twitter, at Prime 81 And, of course, the Instagram account for this show, for the Sean Williams Podcast Network, is at Sean underscore Williams underscore podcast. And, of course, the, the Facebook group is Variety Bites. That's where you'll find most of my talk about everything sports and, and entertainment. And that's going to do it for tonight. Thank you guys again for listening. This has been Variety Bites. I am Sean Williams, and I'm out of here.